Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. This week on the Vintage Radio Club, the Lux Radio Theater presented a melodrama of a love affair interrupted by war and only slowed down by blindness. It's called The Dark Angel. And to listen, join our Patreon page at vintage.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's crime does not pay on the shadow. This episode originally aired on January 11th, 1942. And it is called The Drums of Doom. Adventures of the Shadow are on the air, brought to you each week at this time by your neighborhood blue coal dealer. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. Planes, guns, tanks, and other supplies must be rushed to American troops without delay. One way you can help is to lighten the transportation load by ordering all the coal you'll need this season right now. Get in touch with your neighborhood blue coal dealer tomorrow. Fill your bin with blue coal. This splendid home fuel will give you comfortable, dependable heat with real economy. At present, there is no shortage whatever of blue coal, but in these days of rapidly changing conditions, it's wise not to take chances. Be prepared. Fill your coal bin now and be safe. Call your friendly blue coal dealer tomorrow. The Shadow, mysterious character who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Several years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret. The secret of hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, 
the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, The Drums of Doom. You won't tell anyone I spoke to you, will you? You people out there. I'm not supposed to talk to anybody. But when the wind is like it is tonight, I have to tell my story to someone. There's so much to tell. And the wind is so lonely. So lonely. There might have been no story. No. And I might not be where I am tonight had there not once lived a man called the Black Judge, the most relentless criminal judge to sit on the bench in a score of ugly years. Even once, when the hangman refused to execute a prisoner whom he had sentenced to death, the Black Judge himself took command in the prison yard, had the condemned man escorted to the gallows by a corps of rattling snare drums, and then with his own hands, sprang the trap and sent his victim dancing into eternity. Oh, yes. He was well-named, was Black Judge Henry Arthur Cole. And he lived long, this man. He died, in fact, less than a year ago, hated and deserted by all, save his three children. And then... A month after his death, five months ago this very night, the horror began. Miss Jennifer Cole, the eldest daughter to the deceased judge, came home one evening and ascended the familiar stone steps of the Cole mansion. As she inserted her key in the front door, she noticed there were no lights burning in the house. It was too early for her brother Edward to be home where were the servants? Where was her sister Norma? Alarmed, she flung the door open and... Oh, yes, she screamed. And so would you. And so would I. The house was empty. Everything gone. Every rug, every picture, every stick of furniture. What had happened? Where was everyone? Where was Norma? Where was she? Norma. Norma. Where was old Daniel, her brother's valet? Daniel. Daniel, where are you? And then, from upstairs, came a sound. Fearful, chilling, that brought back the sudden picture of her father. The dismal prison yard long ago. It was the rattling of snare drums. Ghostly, mocking, the drums of doom. She ascended the wide, uncarpeted staircase. Suddenly, there was a groan. What was that? Then she saw what it was. At the head of the stairs lay old Daniel, the servant, stretched out in a dazed coma. His eyes turned glassily down the hallway, and there... (coughs) Miss Jennifer saw a room where no room had ever been before. The drums ceased. Miss Jennifer stared, unbelieving, into the strange, dismal room at the end of the hallway. 
And there she saw... Norma. Yes, Norma. Miss Jennifer felt her senses leaving her, for in the blue dimness she saw the stark, grim form of a black scaffold, a gallows, and on it, deathly white, stood her sister, eyes open and pleading, and around her neck, a noose. Jennifer. Norma. Norma. I've been sentenced to death, Jennifer. Sentenced? Who? The black judge. Norma. Our father's been dead for a month. You're wrong, Jennifer. Look. Emerging from the shadows there. Father. You see? Father isn't dead. Norma Cole. You have been sentenced to hang by the neck until you are... No! You're dead, Father. You can't harm her. Norma will die and your brother Edward, too, in his time. Go, Jennifer. You can do nothing here. Father. Father. Silence. I have found you guilty, Norma Cole. And now I execute my own sentence. Oh, don't. Have mercy. Mercy. You look on the world for the last time, my daughter. My hand is on the cat. Father, stop. And heaven will show no mercy to your soul. The horror had only begun for Miss Jennifer. She fled the house. Frantic and hysterical, she reached the highway where she sank to her knees, fainting. Lamont, look! A woman lying across the road. You're right, Margot. You suppose it's been an accident? You better save the guessing games for the parlor. You coming? Yes, dear. <laughs> no, no. Lamont! No. Is she hurt? I'm delirious. Oh, can't we do something? Edward will be next, he said. Who said? But tell us, what happened? She... She's been killed. What's she talking about? I don't know, Margot. Who's been killed? Where did it happen? The Cole Mansion. I'm Jennifer Cole. Oh, won't you try to be calm, Miss Cole? I can't. I saw it. My sister Norma. What did you see? I saw her... hanged. This is the coal mansion. Your home, Miss Jennifer. Oh, no, don't make me go in. I'm afraid. Come along, Miss Jennifer. The lights are all out, Lamont. Of course they are. Just as they were when I came home tonight. It's a strange story, Miss Jennifer. <laughs> Silly of you to knock. You see, there's no one here. They've all been murdered. Good evening, Miss Jennifer. Daniel. Yes, Miss Jennifer. You... You're all right. Why, yes, thank you, ma'am. And you, ma'am, we were worried about you. Miss Norma was just saying... Norma? Norma? Where is she? Who, sir? Miss Norma. Why, she's having dinner with her brother Edward in the dining room. Daniel, is she alive? Alive? Why, ma'am, she... Hadn't you better see for yourself, Miss Jennifer? Oh, oh, yes, yes. This way, this way. Norma! 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 Edward. Where have you been, Jennifer? We dined without you, my dear. You were late. Miss we Jennifer, didn't... I thought... Did you bring guests, Jennifer? Oh, I, I beg your pardon. Good evening, sir. Good evening, miss. Your friends of Jennifer's? Well, in a way. 
You see, we found your sister lying on the highway. She said something terrible had happened here. Norma, there's just one thing I must know. Was father here? Father? Father? No, Jennifer. Father wasn't here. Norma, why don't you take Jennifer up to her room? Yes, Jennifer. You come along with me now. I thought it all happened. It seemed so real. So real. I don't know what's wrong with me. My sister isn't quite herself, I'm afraid. No? That question about father puts a rather plain face on the matter. I'm afraid I don't quite follow you. Father has been dead for over a month. Dead? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope she'll be all right. She'll be all right. Norma will take care of her. Norma, what's wrong with me? There, there, dear. I'm so glad you're really here, Norma. I never knew how much I loved you until I saw you about to die. Please, Jennifer. You never know how much you care for a person until you think you're going to lose them. I've asked you, Jennifer. Norma, it's a pitiful thing to see a person's mind go, isn't it? No, no, your mind is... Now, see here. Your mind is not going, Jennifer. Listen to me. But those doors and that room where there isn't a room at Jennifer, all... you know Father's death mask... The one that hangs at the end of the hall out there. Yes, I want Norma. you to come with me. Yes. I'm going to show you what... Oh, no. No. Jennifer! Ah! What was that? Norma! Norma, what's happened? We'd better get up there and see. Yes, hurry. Which room did it come from? Jennifer's. Where? The one here at the head of the stairs. Come on, Margot. Come on! Jennifer! What have you done? What have what you done? Is, what is it? She's killed Norma. Killed her? Yes, look. There's the knife on the bed. No, 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 no. Miss Jennifer. She's fainted. I'll tend to her. Mr. Cranston, will you, will you please go downstairs and phone the hospital? Tell them Miss Jennifer is ill, terribly ill. All right, sir. I'll be back in a moment. And if you see Daniel, tell him to get the car ready. We may have to take her ourselves. Right. Norma. Miss Jennifer. Miss Jennifer. Is she coming around? Yes, I think so. Norma. Norma, what were you saying about the mask? What was it, Norma? Norma? This isn't Norma. No, Norma's dead. You killed her. You killed Norma with this knife. I killed... There she lies on the floor, do you see? Oh. Oh, Norma. Mr. Cole. What is it? Look. Where? There, around Norma's throat. It's the mark of a rope. The mark of a noose. Oh. Yes. Yes, there is, isn't there? But but don't you see? It means... Like I said. Like I said, she was on the gallows. I know it. I know it now. It was true. She was right. It must have really happened. Yes, yes. I, I, I'll go and stop, Mr. Cranston. Perhaps we won't need that call after all, eh? Imagine we may not need it after all. Jennifer, listen to me. What were you saying about a mask? Oh, oh, yes. Father's death mask. Norma was just about to tell me something about it when... when I saw the knife in the doorway. Where is that mask, Jennifer? At the end of the hall. Why, I, I never thought. It's hung just where I thought I saw the gallows room. I wonder... Listen. Listen, do you hear it? 
drums. Ah, you see? It was real. That's exactly the way I heard it before. Yes, I see. Quiet now. Just be still. Where are you going? I want to see that death mask, Jennifer. Oh, no. At the end of the hall, she said. Now, let's see. It should be about... Oh, here it is. Well, it's just a piece of plaster. Nothing unusual about it, except it needs straightening. It's hung a bit crooked. There now. The wall. It's open. It's the room Miss Jennifer saw. The gallows. The drums. And myself, Miss Lane. Oh! Oh, let me go! Oh, let me... Come in! <laughs> Court is in session, Miss Lane. The black judge will see that you get justice. Justice! Ah! Act two of The Drums of Doom will continue in just a moment. First, consider what your answer would be to this personal question. Would the heat in your home be just exactly the same as it is now if you could adjust it perfectly to suit your own comfort? If you say no, then certainly you need blue coal. You see, blue coal is tailor-made for your home. It's carefully sized and graded to fit the requirements of your furnace. That's why it gives even, comfortable, dependable warmth. On top of that, this tested superior home fuel is a money saver. It burns so efficiently that you enjoy real economy with blue coal. Add to all this the new Blue Coal Automatic Heat Regulator, and you have the modern home heating setup that has given genuine satisfaction to thousands upon thousands all over the country. The Blue Coal Heat Regulator is easily and quickly installed. It's a cinch to operate. With a flick of the finger, you can set the temperature in your home just where you want it. Ask your neighborhood Blue Coal dealer for a free demonstration of the money-saving Blue Coal Heat Regulator. He's listed under the words Blue Coal in the yellow section of your classified phone directory. Call him tomorrow. Now, back to the shadow. You people out there must never let anyone know who told you this story, for I'm supposed to be silent. But it's a tale that must be told. It was really half over, you see, when Mr. Cranston at the phone downstairs heard Miss Lane's screams. I heard Miss Lane call for help, Mr. Cranston. So did I call. And just before Margot screamed, I heard a sound. The same sound Miss Jennifer said she heard this evening. You did, Cranston? It was the sound of snare drums coming from somewhere... Mr. Edward! What was that? Look! It's Daniel, my servant, there at the top of the stairs. <laughs> He's fallen. Come on, Cole. Yes. Daniel! Daniel! What's happened to him? Oh, I, I went into Miss Jennifer's room, and it was empty. Empty? When I came out into the hall, there was something waiting in the dark. I tried to run. It struck me. Oh. Is he hurt badly? I can't tell. We'll tend to him, but first we've got to find Jennifer and Miss Lane. Chances are they're still somewhere on the second story here. I'll take this hallway, Cole. You go through the bedroom. Right. And if you need any help, sing out. I will. Margot! Miss Jennifer! Can you hear me, Margot? Oh, telephone right off the hallway here. And I was sent all the way downstairs to phone. Very interesting. Hello? Hello, this is Artisan, the Cole's lawyer. Yes? I'd like you to tell Mr. Edward Cole that I'll be at his house at 11 o'clock. Is he expecting you? 
I'm coming to read his father's will. It's completed now. I'm afraid there's nothing in it that he wants to hear, but I must follow the legal procedure. All right, I'll tell him. Thank you, sir. Goodbye. Uh, a will he won't like to hear, eh? Who was that on the phone, Cranston? Oh, I... Uh, Mr. Otterson said he'd be over at 11 o'clock to read your father's will. Oh. Uh, did you find anything in the bedrooms? No, but I, uh, I did find something interesting, Mr. Cranston. Do you see my father's death mask hanging there? Death mask? Oh, yes. Here it is. Turn it, Mr. Cranston. Turn it? Well, what do you mean? Just try it and see. Well, I'll try it, but I... Look, Mr. Cranston. The wall is opening. And what have we inside? Well, the gallows. The mud! Margot! And Miss Lane with the noose around her neck, all ready for the trap to be sprung. Margot! No, Lamont, don't come in here! Don't! What do you mean, Margot? I have to! Yes, Mr. Cranston. I thought you'd have to. I hope you two find it comfortable in the gallows room. Daniel, Daniel, get up from there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Excellent performance, Daniel. You quite took Mr. Cranston's mind off the drums he heard. That was the idea, sir. Good. Where's Miss Jennifer? She's locked in the small room adjoining the library, just as you ordered, sir. You've done well by me, Daniel. By you? I've done it for my share in the will. Don't you go forgetting. Oh, no. No, I won't forget. But first, there's a little matter of cancelling out the two rather annoying young people in the gallows room. You mean another murder? There, that's Otterson now. Get a grip on yourself, Daniel. Miss Lane is completely prepared on the gallows. All you need to do is spring the trap. But the man... You've got a gun equipped with a silencer. It's not a bad job for the price we're getting. And Daniel? <laughs> and Daniel? <laughs> Coming, Mr. Otterson. Coming. Lamont. Stand still, Margot. I'm trying to get the noose from around your neck. Lamont, didn't I see a window in the rear wall? Yes, Margot, but it's a sheer drop to the ground. Break any mortal back that tried it. Shh. Lamont, the wall's opening. Steady, Margot. Just tell the gentleman who comes in that I went out through that window. What are you going to do? We're going to rely on the services of our old friend, the Shadow. Ah, Miss Lane. How pretty you look on the gallows. And as for your friend, Mr... Where is he? Where's Cranston? He's gone. Gone? Out of the window. But, but, but it can't be. Well, he's gone. You can see he's gone. All right. All right, so he got away. But you, you'll pay for the both of you. No. No, don't. See what a neat thing a gallows is? Here's the spring. When I push it, the trap will open. No. Yes. And for a little, little while, you'll dance on air. And then... <laughs> what was that? You are near the gallows, Daniel. But you'll be nearer yet before your days are over. Who's talking? I, I can't see anyone. But there's a voice. It is the voice of the shadow. Now give me the keys that unlock these walls, Daniel. All right. No point in arguing with the voice. It's here in my pocket. Shadow, he's got a gun. So I see. Oh, my arms. Something's holding me. Drop that gun. Drop it, Daniel. Oh, let me out of here. I can't fight something I can't see. Let me go. Let me go. All right, Daniel. I'll let you go. Someone I gotta talk to about this. Someone I gotta talk to. Run, Daniel, run. Your crimes are close at your heels. Good of you to have come out here, Artisan. May I give you a brandy? Uh, no, Mr. Cole. I'm just here to make you acquainted with your father's will and... Mr. Edward! Mr. Edward! Daniel, how dare you come in the library oh. when I... Oh, I'm sorry. I'd, I'd quite forgotten about Mr. Otterson. The man, the man's as pale as a ghost, Cole. Here, Daniel, drink this brandy. It'll steady you. Yes, yes, thank you, sir. Now, 
Get on with the will, Otterson. Yes. Well, sir, there's only one paragraph that would be of interest to you, and according to your father's letters, he had told you of his intention of making it in the main article. Right, and that paragraph states in effect that you are to divide his fortune among deserving charities and present each of us his three children with the sum of one dollar. That's correct, and you agree to accept the will, Mr. Cole? I do not. What? I most emphatically question it. On what grounds, sir? On the grounds of my father's sanity. His sanity? But there was a witness to his sanity, Mr. Cole. Who? My sister Jennifer? Yes, Miss Jennifer. She was the only one of you in town at the time he remade his will. I question Jennifer's ability to judge anyone else's sanity, Otterson. What do you mean? I mean that if I can prove that she is insane, the law will not recognize her testimony, nor the will. Am I right? Uh, yes, you are right, but... Good. Daniel, open that door. Yes. Jennifer, come out, my dear. Miss Je... Oh, Edward. Edward. Jennifer, did you or did you not see our father in this house tonight? Answer me. Yes, I saw him. I saw him. Did you see a room on the second floor where we all know there is no room? Yes, yes. And did you see a gallows in that room and our father hanging Norma on that gallows? Yes, I did. Good. I did. Good. Well, what do you say to that, Mr. Anderson? I, I suppose this case, uh, this had better be reconsidered. I'm afraid you're right, Mr. Cole. <laughs> what was that? It's the voice. The voice again. No, Otterson, he's not right. Miss Jennifer is sane, but Edward, Norma, and Daniel here conspire to drive her out of her mind to invalidate this will. It's a lie. It's a lie. They built a gallows on the second floor of this house, and Edward, impersonating his father in his black judicial robes, pretended to hang Norma. No, no. They cleared the lower floor, stripped it of its furnishings, then restored it all in Miss Jennifer's absence with the deliberate plan of persuading her she was insane. However, poor Norma was too soft-hearted to carry it through. And for this, they killed her and tried to pin the guilt on Jennifer. It's the truth. The shadow's telling the truth. Quiet, Daniel. Right. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter anymore. Help him. Look, he's fallen. Here, let me help Stand back, Otterson. Haven't you done enough, Edward? I'll take that gun, Cole. Uh, something's holding my arm. Drop that gun, Cole. Drop it. No. I've got the gun, Shadow. Give it to me. Give it to me. Stand back, Mr. Cole. I'm warning oh, you. Oh, no, you're... Your killings are at an end, Edward Cole. <laughs> Look, Lamont. It's Daniel lying here. And Mr. Edward. Uh, What's happened? I, I shot Mr. Edward. He had threatened to kill me. Is he dead? Walter. Walter. Hey, let me see. It's only a shoulder wound. Here, Miss Jennifer, give me that brandy. Oh, yes, Mr. Cranston, here. No, no brandy, no. Drink, Cole, drink. All right. Phone for the ambulance, Margot. He's going to live. So I was going to live, was I? No. They were wrong. You see, there wasn't a chance... The drink they gave me took care of that. It was what was left of the brandy I had prepared for Daniel. Poisoned. Poisoned so I wouldn't have him blackmailing me for the share of my father's estate I'd promised him. That was the bitterest twist of the whole bitter tale. But now, you must promise me you'll never repeat what you've heard. For it's been told to you from the tomb 
told by the lips of a dead man. Ah, but you'll keep quiet. Or if you ever tell anyone and tell them the truth, they'll only say you're insane, you know. They'll only say you're insane. An important real-life drama of America at War will be presented immediately after a message from John Barclay, Blue Coal's distinguished home heating expert. Mr. Barclay? Thank you. Friends, as we all realize, it's more important than ever now to save fuel. Let me give you a few tips that you may find useful. First of all, insulate doors and windows. Use window strips or storm sash. Another thing... Close bedroom doors at night so you can keep the rest of the house at a comfortable temperature. The new Blue Coal Automatic Heat Regulator will be a great help to you in this. The regulator will automatically adjust the heat for night and for day. You'll save a good deal of fuel that way. And what's more, you'll save effort. You won't have to rush down to the basement several times a day to adjust dampers. Your blue coal dealer will tell you all about this remarkable automatic heat regulator. And besides that, he'll be able to go into more detail than I can here about how you can save fuel without sacrificing comfort. Call your friendly blue coal dealer tomorrow. There's no charge, of course, and no obligation. He'll be glad to help you as part of his regular service. Thank you. The Shadow Program is based on a story copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications. The characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. The Red Cross today desperately needs your help. This valiant organization is struggling against tremendous odds in meeting both civilian and military needs on all fronts. Listen and remember. In a small village in the war area, far across the sea, a wounded man and his wife remain alone. All other civilians have fled. The enemy is quickly approaching. The woman speaks. Manuel, Manuel, they will soon be here. What can we do? You must go. Go quickly while you can. No, no, no. I will stay with you. Shh. They're here. It's too late. Red Cross. Anybody here? Oh, help us. Help us. You bet your life. That's what we're here for. We'll have you out in two shakes. Hey, stretcher. Double quick. Where there's danger, trouble, and suffering... There you'll find the Red Cross. Send your contribution to your local Red Cross headquarters today. Help save both civilians and soldiers so they can fight on. The United Nations must prove to criminal aggressors that... The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. (laughs) Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. Be sure to listen, and be sure to phone your neighborhood blue coal dealer for greater heating comfort at less cost. Remember, keep the home fires burning with blue coal. This story is produced by the DL&W Coal Company, distributors of blue coal. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. What a strange way to tell a shadow tale. It sounded more like an episode of Interstate to Mysteries and ended with a sense of irony in that our villain was killed by his own method of destruction. 
I sure do love hearing the different roles that Alan Reed plays on this program. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.